Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I've been a fan of the music here. Kyle's been playing the last few days. Who is this? It's Elton, isn't uh, it? Yeah, Elton, Elton John? Yeah. Yeah. Usually, I feel like I'm usually the one who knows the least about what music's coming back. But I, I know my Elton John. All right, welcome back. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. We'll get to the latest on Embiid. He went under his surgery this morning. Of course, our Twitter question sponsored by the PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing others see when they meet. You'll learn about and schedule your, your evaluation. PIDentalCenter.com. All right, so today a couple things uh, talking about. Obviously, the Brazil trip for the Philadelphia Eagles here, which is going to be week one, Friday night. The Eagles... Lose one of their home games next year. They play in Brazil. Are you happy the Eagles will be in Brazil for week one? 75% no. That's a big number. For the most part, people do not like this. Um, look, if I if I had season tickets, it'd bother me too. I lose a game. I, mean, mm-hmm. I lose a game I get to go to. I, I, think, I, I feel for the ticket holders more than anybody because they lose a game. You only get nine next year. Now it's eight. And Howard brought up a good point earlier. They had nine road games this year. They'll effectively have nine road games next year and then nine road games, of course, the year after that. Our other, other, other poll today, as we debate Jalen Hurts and his ceiling, is it closer to Patrick Mahomes or Brock Purdy? Kyle, are you frustrated this poll is close to 50-50? Uh, no, it's about what I expected. Okay, so I it's think... 59 Mahomes, 59% Mahomes, 41% Purdy. Yeah, like this isn't something that's going to cause a crisis in okay. my head. Like yeah. I understand that there's – I guess a few different ways or lenses you can look at this through, mm-hmm. um, like accomplishment-wise versus skill-wise. You know, when you just put the question out there without the full context, uh, it leaves people sort of to 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 run with their imagination, and I, I think that's sort of where this whole thing comes from. And a lot of people are down on Jalen it's this year. I mean, it was pretty clear that he did regress to some degree at the end of the season, and, and Brock Purdy's in the Super Bowl, so it's it's tough with the reasons he buys. See, well, that's a good point. If we had asked the same question in week. Two or three of this season, what would it have been? Eighty percent, ninety percent towards Mahomes because we yeah. just watched Jalen play at a high level in the Super Bowl. But you, after a, a full year where Hurts didn't play great and Mahomes is back in the Super Bowl, it's, the gap feels bigger than it was a year yeah, ago. Yeah, it is, but it isn't. And, and this is the thing: it's, it's hard sometimes as a fan to be fair because we're so emotional. And I get that, and I and I don't hold that against anybody because you know you're talking about it in a moment. And the reality is this. You're probably going this weekend to a fan of either team's playing a Super Bowl party. And your team's not in it. You're going to probably wear your jersey because that's what you do. But you're not happy about the way it ended. 
when it had so much promise. It started out with so much promise, especially when you talk about the trend in the NFL of most teams. Once they make it to the Super Bowl, they have a real tough season. Mm. And we started out looking like we were that team. We started out like we were that dude. And then the wheels fell off the wagon and they fell off in such a grand way. Nobody could explain. See, the problem is this when it comes to our quarterback and this season in a nutshell. We don't know what happened. We've all been speculating for the past couple of weeks. We've put it on the coaches. Like Howard likes to say, it's the players' fault. The players are talking about it's the coaches. We don't know. We do not know. And that's the most unfortunate thing and tough thing about it is because now we got these new offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, and we're being optimistic about yeah. the future, but we still don't know what happened. And I don't think we ever will. No. Nah. No. Nah. So, and, and I'm at the point now where I care less about what happened. I just care this is what happened. Yeah. Right? They collapsed. Like, why? I don't know. I mean, none of us know. They, maybe they know. The bottom line is this is the reality. Jalen Hurst has had three seasons as a starter. Two have been pretty good. Good depending on how you level that. He made the playoffs, but he wasn't great. And then one who spins great. So that's that's his three years as starting quarterback. 215-592-9494 is how you hop in. Let's get back to the phones here. We'll give you the latest on Joel Embiid, who did undergo a meniscus procedure this morning. Allen is in Mount Airy. Hey, Allen. Yo, hello, hello. What is up? Happy Monday. What's Happy going on, man? Tuesday. I think it's, it's Tuesday. Tuesday is Tuesday, Tuesday, right? Yeah, don't what get me confused. You said Monday. I think you said mid. I thought Monday. you said midday. Oh, midday, yeah. midday. Yes, happy midday. midday. Oh, yeah, I said midday. Yeah, well, you know, I, I miss her, Alan. Happy, okay, happy midday right. on a Tuesday. What's up? What are you thinking, Alan? There we go. All right. Well, a couple things right down the line. Uh, number one, like great couple calls in a row, including Ross. I'll get to Ross in just a second. Uh, Brazil, starting there. So, props to Hugh. Brazil, the theme song from the movie Brazil by Terry Gilliam. Yes, 100%. That's where my mind goes to all the time on that one. Yeah. Um, secondly, why do you have like 75% in the no column on that? I think it's about where we are right now. You know, starting the season on the road in one of these kind of gimmicky, it's always going to feel gimmicky, even if it is ultimately for the expansion of the brand or money. Um, you know, if we take a loss in that, that, you know, we're going to feel that we are starting the season off right back where we ended it in this uncertainty. Have we fixed anything? Because a lot of factors go into those international games. So I think people just don't want it. And then, of course, the, the ticket considerations and actually losing a home game is a hard blow. Um, uh, Alan, you're right on that. And then, you know, every other year they, they shift, right? NFC gets nine home games, then AFC. So next year, inherently, was supposed to be an advantage for the Eagles. Nine home games right. versus eight road, and now it's, you know, eight, eight, and one, or whatever. We might consider this a road game, neutral, whatever. They lose a home game, bottom line. Roll of the dice, uh, you know, internationally mm -hmm. always feels that way. Um, so closer to Mahomes or Purdy, um, you know, just to be fair, like stepping outside of it, you know, I was going to like hedge toward, of course, these are developing players early in their careers, you got to go Purdy. But then Ross's call changed my mind because he said something like with four minutes left in the game, four minutes, two minutes, whose hands do you want that in? I know whose hands I want the ball in, and it's Jalen Hurts, just like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we look back to last, uh, last year's Super Bowl, like that's the magic of Mahomes, and we have seen that out of Hurts. 
they're both developing. Coaching is clearly the major issue here. Hertz still needs to develop under solid coaching. And when you have this split thing where the locker room has equal voice with the coaching staff, the other, the other three tires are going to fall off the bus. So, like, he needs to be coached. He needs to, if he has to relearn, he needs to be coached right now. That's the time. And it seems like those keys to the bus, to complete the metaphor, have been taken out of Sirianni's hand. Like, your job is now on your ability to steer a coaching staff to make sure we don't repeat. Yeah, and it's and that coaching. That's why, as we've talked about it so much, Alan, it's a really good phone call. is is going to be critical for Joel, uh, excuse me, for Jalen to get back to where we wanted to get to and to where he was a year ago. Because last year he played at such a high level. For I mean, he finished second in the MVP. And it, if he doesn't get hurt last year with his shoulder, he Ain't wins. No he yeah. wins it. Yeah, and and that's why I feel like it's it's coaching direction. We have to get him back to where he's comfortable with the guy that's putting him in position to be successful. And it's obvious last year that that wasn't the case. Yeah, the issue is though, without an offensive play call that's the head coach, the play caller can change as we've seen here, right? There's no continuity. I mean, Kellen Moore, he could get a head coaching job if he's good. It, it could change. Yeah, like, this is true. Andy doesn't change. Shanahan doesn't change. Yeah, he's been there. But I feel like this is where it starts. You know, they got him a quarterback's coach, and you have to put him in position where I, – I, I think the job of a coach, because this is what my coach did for me, see the, way, see the game the way that he sees it. And and I tell you, to a man, when I when I saw it from the perspective of where he was trying to teach me, it slowed down tremendously. Mm-hmm. It it really really did, and that's what it is for Jalen. Because I feel like when you talk about you know the game, he's looking at the pass rush and all this other stuff. It feels to me like it's moving too fast, and he doesn't trust his offensive line. And so now, instead of him looking down the field and looking to see where the receiver is going to be and where he should put the ball. He's more worried about who's about to tattoo him. Can't play like that. Like the one thing a quarterback has to have trust in is this offensive line and them and those guys doing their job up front. And if you immediately drop back and and you look, you take your eyes down and you start looking at the pass rush, then you're not going to see those small windows that open up quickly in the secondary that you need to take advantage of. And 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 to be honest, when you th- when I think back on the games that he played, a lot of that was the problem. Like there were guys that were open. They just weren't open when he was looking at the ball because yeah. he missed the window. He holds the ball too long. Yeah, I mean, he did that. He did that a lot. If you look at his three years as a starter, he held the ball a really long time in 2021. Last year, he got it out quickly, and then this year again, held it too long. That that is obviously a a thing with him. All right, the latest on Joel Embiid. He did undergo a meniscus procedure this morning, and it was deemed a successful surgery. He'll re he'll be reevaluated in four weeks, according to Woj. And this was the last thing from Adrian Wojnarowski this morning. How Embiid's recovery goes over the next few weeks will be paramount, but there continues to be a belief that the door isn't closed on the possibility of his return this season. Is anyone else frustrated the fact that we don't have uh, the truth from the Sixers on this? What procedure did he undergo this morning? Did he get the full meniscus repair, or did he get the, uh, I guess, trim is the right word? The flap? The flap trim. Like. They know right now what kind of surgery he had. No, yeah, they definitely know. And they're not telling us. Yeah, and that's the kind of weird thing. And I didn't think about it that way until to how it actually pointed out because that was the conversation that was being had all week long. Yeah. Like it was a meniscus flap. And now for it to become something that's kind of vague, it does kind of make you wonder. 
So my theory on this is Maury's trying to keep this under wraps until the trade deadline because it affects his leverage. You know, teams know what – I mean, if, if it comes out that he's out for the season, it changes the, the desperation it, yeah. or, you know, whatever. It just changes the, the trade deadline. It makes the price of the break go up, too. Yes. So I, I wonder if that's where – but, Kyle, this is very Sixers. Anytime someone's hurt, especially a big player like uh, Embiid or when it was Ben with his back a few years ago, they never really tell us exactly what's going on. Yeah, but they're usually like when it comes to other players, non Joel Embiid's. They're more, usually they're more specific. I know a lot more specific. So is this something where they're trying to protect Embiid? Maybe. I, I don't, don't know. know. It's it's kind of scary. <laughs> Yeah, I I want to I want to be excited a little bit because you were when we first got the news like, hey, four weeks, maybe that means that it's the it's the lesser version of the surgery and he will return. Right. But I, I don't yeah. know. I thought they were giving you the like earliest possible because you know we heard four to eight weeks or something like that. So maybe the reevaluated in four weeks is them saying like, we'll see where he's at at the earliest possible benchmark. And you know if, if they might tell us at that point four more weeks, two more weeks, whatever. But you know I think we will fully know in four weeks. We will. Uh, so here's my question to you guys. Are the Sixers going to be able to stay afloat in the next four, five, six, seven weeks without him? Good oh. question. They fought hard last night, but it, it's going to be tough. They're probably going to have to go out and get some help. They're going to have to put up the bat, the bat signal. Yeah, I mean, I know you said they fought hard, and they played hard, but they <laughs> lost by 16 that sound, at yeah, home. That, that just sounds lame, don't it? Oh, they fought hard, but they still gave them 16 points. Yeah, uh, it's tough. If Maury chooses to not do much at the deadline – I don't know if they're going to be in a secure yeah, playoff spot. You're going to have to do something. And, so, and you're probably looking at, in order not to, with, with Joel Embiid's future up in the air, you probably want to do something where you could potentially get some expiring contracts so that way you won't, you won't hurt yourself. They're three and a half games up on the play-in. Are they going to, let's say Embiid is able to come back the last two weeks of the season. Are the Sixers going to be assured a, one of those top six spots? I don't think so. Like, do you guys think they're good? They're four and eleven now since without Joel this season. Yeah, that's the yeah because yeah last night yes. I am skeptical they're going to be now. I don't. They're not going to fall totally out right because there's ten playoff spots like quote unquote yeah. to play in. Like they'll be in there, but you have to play the play in then to get <laughs> in the playoffs. And you, I mean, you win as and you go in as the eight seed. Right, you're playing the number one seed in round one. Yeah, it, yeah, it's no fun. It's very hard to. Um, yeah, the fluffy factor is. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, not trying to be funny, but you do kind of worry about that, man, especially when, you know, I, listen, I've been there. I know exactly how it is. You've been fluffy? To, oh, man, <laughs> more, more than I would like to <laughs> more than I would like to share. But, yeah, I think been everyone's fluffy. been fluffy. Yeah, but you got you to gotta make sure that you're doing everything that you can, man, not to be fluffy. They, they can get healthier without the return of Joel Embiid, though. They're not only missing Embiid. Oh, Melton, yeah. Batum, yeah. like, sure. they're starting play, Their better players are still injured. They could, I think. I think they'll look better than four and eleven. I uh, well, I would agree with that. It's just a matter of can they stay afloat. I mean, they're right now three and a half games up on Orlando for that play in line. Uh, they're the five seed right now, three games up on Indiana for the six. All right, I need to feel better and laugh a little bit here with this, uh, you know, because laugh from crying. Joe Conklin, his latest uh, as he talks and sings about the Joel Embiid situation. Embiid is hurt again. I'm not surprised we're in a jam again. This team I love has fallen, much to my chagrin. Basketball gods sure as hell are not our friend. So we're screwed again. Did we commit some kind of deadly sin? 
I know we'll never make it past the second round Josh Harris teams are always run by a bunch of clowns Missed opportunities Sam Hinkie told us we had optionality Adam Silver gave us Colangelo And he came up so teeny And Babs Botini The wrong move again Traded Jimmy Butler, took it on the chin again And we held on to that wussy Ben Simmons Plus we discarded Mikael Bridges in the end What could have been? We took Markel Fultz and passed on Jason Tatum Got fleeced by Danny Ainge Then we lose to Boston every time we play them I freaking hate them So here we go again Embiid is going under the knife again The team I love just makes me play the violin Woe is me, the Sixers are just f***ed again <laughs> I mean, that cl- that ending right there That made you laugh? <laughs> yeah, well, the end That song was depressing the, 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 but, but the end is the truth I mean, that's, that that's just, why I'm laughing No, I'm saying because that's just way too much reality Like, like well, I, live in, I try yeah. to live in that world, too. That, that was depressing it's all real. Though. I think yes, it, like that's why I was depressing. We all know, like we've discussed ad nauseum the Tatum thing, the Fultz thing. Yeah. Like these are all things that we know. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like Conklin was like, by right. the way, this happened. We all know about this. We've so, lived this. Yeah. yeah. But it's the timeline, and when you think about all of the stuff <laughs> and what this team could have been, it was just like, man, that that's just way too much reality for right now. You know, all those thoughts pass through every Philadelphia fan's head no, when we time, get eliminated yeah. in the second round every time. Every time they get upset, yes. I hear it. I it's feel it. It's Tatum, Fultz. Ben Simmons, like, well, why? The why? process has been like giving a a young person a million dollars, and they come back to you after a few years, and they, for money. they have a can, and they're shaking it for change. Like they have, there's nothing left there, and you're like, what did you do? Because yeah, they had all those shots. That was a great song by Joe Conklin. Um, JoeConklin.com. Check out, of course, all his shows there. Okay, so before we uh, we go anywhere else, I got to take this call. Is it Ingy from King of Precious? Yes. Uh, he wants to talk about my knowledge here of what's going on. What's up, Ingy? Guys, this uh, you got to be positive about the Sixers this year. They, in the next this year and next, when MB comes back, they have I think they have a legit chance to get to the finals and even win a championship. What the Sixers need right now, besides MB coming back, obviously, they need glue, guys. I hear people talk about. Levine, for some weird reason, these are people who know nothing about basketball. Yeah, he. Sport. I don't want. I don't want Levine anywhere near this Levine, team. Le, Le, if they get Levine, they will miss the playoffs. They need glue guys like DeRozan, like Bruce Brown, like Rozier. Even though Rozier went to Miami, yeah, I would have liked Rozier. Guys, yeah, these are the guys that the Sixers need. They have a shot to win the championship in the next couple years, this year and next. Well, they don't have you a shot gotta, this year. Ingy, this this year's this year's cooked. No, this year if MB comes back, they have a chance to win it. No. To get to the finals. The East sucks. They're gonna be I a mean, seven. Milwaukee, they're gonna they're not even gonna be a top six seed. They're not no, winning a title this year, Ingy. No, no. They will get to the finals. Milwaukee's overrated. Stop. Get 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 you know, for, that's what I'm telling you. I know my basketball. Couple things. The Eagles going to Brazil. It's the best thing that can happen. Why? Uh, think about going to London. That is the most boring city in the world. Uh, I mean, Brazil is great. Think about the 
all, all like the people, the notoriety of the people. Yeah, the have you have you be, have people. you been to Brazil? Have you women. been there? I'm looking at the threesome. Speak on the women. Have you been to Brazilian? I've been to Panama. I've been to Central America. Right. I haven't. But think about this: we can go to Pag. It's not what Brazil, is it? though. We can go to South America. We can go to Antarctica. Think about what that will do Antarctica. for Philadelphia. What does Antarctica have to do with anything? Just it's about beautiful down there. So, my last point what is What is this. wrong with him? Wait, la- my last point is points, this. You, you, you talk about Jalen Hurts. Uh-huh. This offseason has nothing to do with Jalen Hurts. This has to do with Howie drafting skilled position players, especially on defense. Forget about... Uh, think about this. This Fonzie dude. Fangio. <laughs> no, I like Fonzie. No, hey. We're going to call him Fonzie from no, now no, on. No, he had all pros down there in Miami, and his defense still sucks. No, they all got hurt, Inky. They, they, not gonna be they all good. got hurt, Inky. He didn't have those guys. In the playoff game, he was without. You ever hear of Ramsey? Yeah, he was hurt half the year. Yeah, you ever hurt. hear of Chubb? He you, was hurt. You hear about these guys? Yeah, Inky. He had an all pro at every position, and the defense. Well, that's still that's sucks. not that's a lie. I mean, that's that's this just make believe. Inky, they all team. were hurt. They got hurt. Jalen Phillips got about? hurt. At the end, they got hurt. At the end, not the end. Even when they were Chubb got hurt on thing on Black sucks. Friday. You're nuts, Inky. Jalen Ramsey wasn't there for half the season. Yeah, Joe this, Man, huh? Next season is all about Howie Roseman. If he can't draft and he can't draft skill position guys, I will not bring back both AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Would you trade would one. you trade one for Patrick Sertain? Patrick Sertain. Why would they trade for Patrick Sertain? Well, he's just he a, why, why would they give up Patrick Sertain? Do you would you want him Denver. here? Would you Denver. want him why here? Why would Denver give up Patrick Sertain? Would you want him here is the question, Iggy. Because yeah, Joe feels trade, like they're about to. I would to, trade AJ Brown for certain, but I would go. rather grab oh. young guys. There's no question about it. All right, Ingy. Ingy's brought a lot today to the table. Certain's 23. I know. I, I know. I, I, I'm aware. Also, he told me all the Dolphins players were healthy. They were all hurt this season. Yeah, they got banged up pretty yeah. bad, man. And they yeah. were pretty soft. Sixers title this year, according to Ingy. He, well, when I heard Ingy say that, he's, he was saying they have a chance, which I totally agree with Ingy. I agree with you on that. They have a chance. What percentage? Well, when Joella comes <laughs> Joella, <laughs> Joel comes back, I give them a 50% chance. Wait wait a second. Hold on a second. Chip in the chair, Joe. 50, yeah, chip in the 50% chair. 50% chip, chip, chip in the chair. To do what? Win the finals? Yeah. Chip in the chair. 50%. 50 I say that with a straight face. I know too. you did. I'm, I'm, I keep staring at it. You want my percent chances to win the finals this year? I don't. I don't like I'm, one. I'm being optimistic. No, you're being drunk. Fifty percent. Not, not yet. Yeah, it's only He's an idiot. All right, 215-592-9494. We'll get to as many of your phone calls as we can. Plus, we have a the- uh, one of our calls is a theory on the Embiid situation, which I'm excited to hear about. A theory on what's going on because we're getting vague reports about his uh, his post surgery. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four, and we have to get to a few wild stories from Media Row out in Las Vegas. All that to come on the Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from Vandal in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sports. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Look, there's so many out there. I will take both tight ends to score in this game. 
Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today. And you'll get $2,000 of bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio. We'll get to a couple of wild stories from Media Row out in Las Vegas in just a couple minutes, your phone call is coming up here. But we do, do we have a Phillies trade? Howard said they're going to make a move. What happened here? Howard was right on it. Oh, wait. It, did they, oh, it's a trade. So, did they trade for Mike Trout? They did not trade uh, for Mike Trout. What we got? Uh, but huge, huge move here. The Phillies acquired Michael Rucker, right-handed pitcher, reliever from the Cubs, in exchange for cash considerations, our old friend, and uh, have subsequently DFA'd Andrew Bellotti. Oh, I'll miss Bellotti. Yeah, me too. Bellotti gave them some decent innings the the World Series year two years ago. I I was a Bellotti fan. So Michael Rucker, he looks like a goober here. Here we'll see. He's if he a goober. Can, yeah, we'll see if he can make the team or not. Now I wonder if he has options left if they can open up another spot. But he has one. So, all right, so that maybe Bellotti was out of options. Some of those teams do that. All right, so Phillies make a little fringe trade for a bullpen piece there. Let's go back to the phone lines here, and then uh, we'll give you a couple. I mean, I mean wild stories coming out of Media Row out in Las Vegas. We got uh, Christopher who's up next on WIP. Hey, Christopher. Chris, you there, buddy? Chris going once. Chris going twice. Now, Chris wanted to come on and rip you over. Oh, I think he changed his mind. Because normally when you come from saying that the guy stinks, I mean, I, I'm curious to hear what you have to say. Yeah, he made a little cold feet. It happens yeah. sometimes. We'll get back to Christopher it. Christopher is a noted Kenny Pickett fan, though. Yes, I, we, uh, Christopher's, it takes her a little wonk. He's been, a, he's been on that one for a few years. It just hasn't quite worked out uh, for his side of it. Let's go to Tom and Abington. He has a theory on this whole Embiid situation here. Yo, fellas, how we doing today? Hey, Tom, what's, on, what's up? 
All right, so can we stop with the uh, verbal gymnastics that the uh, Philadelphia second-rounders are putting out there? Like, uh, okay, um, Maury's trying to sell more tickets at the end of the year, and he can only do that if he gives us the inkling that Joel will come back. Okay, so Joel didn't have a procedure on a flap this morning. He had surgery on a tear. So can we stop with this? Well, the, the flap is a very, uh, you know, workaround from saying tear. Yeah, he has a tear in his flap. You say it however you want. It's a tear. And, Tom, what gets me is the four weeks will reevaluate. No, they know right now what kind of surgery they yep, did. They're they just do. not telling us. Yeah. Right. It's not even surgery. It's a procedure. Right. Let's not forget that. <laughs> yes. Now, when it comes to Jalen Hurts, he better be closer to Patrick Mahomes after what we just paid him. I will say that. Now, Brock Purdy. All right, Joe, you know my history, right? I hit a million dollars in the lottery, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm lucky. And lucky knows lucky. He has got to be the luckiest quarterback I've ever seen suit up pads. He, he, they should have lost the two playoff games. If, if the Packers and Lions defenders could actually catch a ball that hit them right in the hands, they don't come out of those games with a win. They don't. Uh, I heard a stat this morning, Tom. Uh, pro football focus, they do something called turnover-worthy plays, which is pretty self-explanatory, like a play that mm-hmm. probably should be a turnover, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a fumble or when you throw it at the defense turnover worthy kind of play. He was middle of the pack this year. I think he was, you know, he didn't have that many interceptions, but the reality is he probably should have had more than he did. Yeah, and and it, it showed itself in those playoff yeah. games. I mean, I think I saw about six uh dropped interceptions by defenders. So yeah, Brock Purdy is hot garbage. I can't even understand why San Francisco is favored in this game, and I got the Chiefs winning by double digits in this game. See, nobody can, yet they're favored. It, it, it just has my mind kind of spinning here. Why are they favored? Tom, we appreciate it. All right, let me throw at you guys what I threw at Ross. What would you rather watch on Sunday night? Like not what you, Just like as a fan. Hugh, would you rather see the ball in Mahomes' hands and he's down four, two minutes to go, trying to go add to his legacy? Or the ball in Purdy's hands, and he's down for two minutes to go. For excitement purposes, I want to see Mahomes and see the magic that he brings to the table. Definitely. I um, want the ball in Purdy's hands. I just – because – Why? I, Do you want to see an implosion? No, I think, he'll, I think he'll yes. lead him down to win. You think Brock Purdy will bring them down to win? I just watched him do it two weeks in a row in the playoffs. Okay. I, I mean, I, I, I think he'll do that. But, or even if he doesn't. Like my, my thing is I just want to see because the reaction's Monday. Like if Mahomes does it. You're doing it for show. I got you. For show well, purposes. I just think it's that'd fun. Be, that'd be dope. If Mahomes does it, what are we going to say? Like, yep, he's the greatest ever or whatever. He's on path to beat to Or be he Brady. does it again. He does it again. And yeah, if he doesn't, are we you. really going to blast him? It's like, all right, he didn't win this one. He missed the shot. Like Kobe missed sometimes. No, I hear you. I hear you. But if Purdy does or doesn't, it's just if, – like if he does that – you know what Monday morning is going to be. Or it's going to validate some people's parking He's form. Brady well, or he's Warner. <laughs> or and if, if he, he doesn't, doesn't yeah. then Kyle's going to come in here and say, I told you so. I'm going to give you the best scenario okay. for, for takes. Let's hear it. It's Brock Purdy with the ball. He gets a chance to go down. He throws a ball that should be intercepted but is dropped. Yeah. Like he always does. His lucky ass. And then he goes and wins the game. Then everyone's going to be like, game when he drive, but he tried to lose it. So, And I'm going to be over here just. I'm going to implode myself. Okay. You're right, and that will be the take on Monday. But I feel like history tends to forget those moments. Right. 
like uh, Giants, Patriots. Eli threw a pass on that drive that he won the game on right to Asante Samuel. Yes. As- Asante didn't catch and it. And it's going to bother me t- like endlessly. Right, and no one really brings up what I just right. brought up. Well, the Giants beat the Patriots. But they probably shouldn't have, right? If Asante catches the ball, that never happens. Yeah, but Kyle will hold on to it for the rest of his life. I will fold. You might, I might have to take a week off. I've heard he's going to have two or three rings one day. He <laughs> shouldn't have any. He stinks. Terrible. We're taking him away from him. How All many right, does he really have? Yeah, oh, Howard does that with... Belichick. Let's talk to T in college. What's up, T? Hey, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Anytime, T. What, so far. Thank you. What's up today, T? Uh, well, well, first, um, let me start with this, man. 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 Big thirsty over there. How you doing, man? You know what I mean? You all right over there? The oh, T, is, is James shots fired. What you talking about? What, what is that? Before I retort, what does that exactly mean I'm being thirsty? No, I'm just messing with you. I just saw that they got the Brazil game. I'm thinking Hollis is calling you up, and then they end with possibly the Super Bowl in New Orleans. Man, you got a lineup here ready to go ahead. Well, let me me say, first of all, T, you've probably been to Brazil more times than I've been in my whole life. So that would (laughs) entail make you the thirst with. I'm not going to Brazil because I'm not – I don't don't need to go to Brazil. Like, Brazil's different. Your eyes wide shut? No, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't like. Listen, T, I think me and you're on the same wavelength when we're talking we about are, this we trip. Are, we are. I don't need to be in Brazil. I, I know my limitations. You know, I didn't think about what T said. The season could start for the Eagles next year <laughs> in Brazil and end in New Orleans. Yes. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm not. No, I, I will take my chance in New Orleans. I'm gonna leave Brazil. To y'all, cast that light to go to Brazil. I'm gonna stay here <laughs> in in the states. I'm okay. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. I know Hollis on the speed. No, Hollis, right. Hollis is definitely probably trying to go to Brazil. He's probably there, no question about it. That's my dog. Right. I love him to death. But yeah, Tyler's Lord. Uh, real quick, let's let's run over. I know you have a question, but I want to run over the whole uh, secondary situation because you know the idea of last week's AJ Brown for Patrick, I thought was was wild. I, I honestly, first of all, I just didn't think there would come a price that would make sense that Howie would pull the trigger. And if he did, I didn't want him to overpay mm-hmm. because you had the opportunity to obtain Pat um, in the draft when you got Devontae. So if you really wanted him, most likely you're going to overpay for him now because he's already proven. And I'm not in the, in the regards of what kick, we're kicking the can down the road with all this money on these other players mm-hmm. that we're going to keep doing it with certain. So I'm in a camp of, you know, where Hughes at, where you're going to develop these players. And that was one of the gripes I had with the young coaching staff and, you know, the whole Sirianni era itself, they, they just haven't developed players. Um, so, you know, I think the idea that you could get, um, you know, a first-round draft pick, and, you know, in the Lori era, the probability is wide receiver, offensive lineman, or cornerback in the first round. They're not getting a safety or a linebacker, okay? And, and honestly, if Kelsey's coming back and with who they have on the line, I mean, you put that out the way, and they're not getting a third receiver, behind Devontae and A.J. in the first round either. So, that I mean, it kind of narrows it down to cornerback. And the first six or seven prospects, you know, are, you know they're, they're reputable. I mean, you got Deshaun, you got, um, uh, uh, hold on, you got uh, McKinnistry, you got Arnold, you got um, uh, Lassiter. I mean, there's some prospects. There's there a lot. I, I, saw, I even saw at, one uh, from the Senior Bowl from Toledo that they said Quentin, he's now. Quentin, 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 uh, Quentin Mitchell. Yeah, he, he played. Mitchell he's probably Toledo. a first-rounder now, too. So there's a lot. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of options. So I don't think going to get Pat is the right option. And then look at the roster. I mean, if you look at the roster with the young cast, these little Thundercats that they have, and whether you agree or believe, 
they still have a plethora. So now we got Slay and Bradbury. I don't think they get rid of both. I just don't. Financially, that doesn't make sense. So then you got Ringo, you got Ricks, you got Joe, McPherson comes back. I mean, and, and you also have uh, Goodrich. I, I just, I, and Vontae Maddox, I just, I, I don't see them doing all that. I don't see them getting rid of Slay, Bradbury, trading for Pat. It's just not logical. It doesn't make sense. So they're going to get a young Thundercat, if anything. And if you don't agree with me, I mean, watch it play out. I've told you all many times. Now on the Jalen thing. On the Jalen thing, Brian Johnson, and you expected different results. Now we done upgraded with Kellen Moore and Doug uh, Nussmeyer. So you don't think that this the capability of him getting healthy, slower or not, is not going to produce better results? I think it will. He's yeah, he'll, he, he, I, think gotta, he'll, I think he'll be better next year. He's got to be closer uh, from every metric I've seen in the NFL so far from Jalen's produced and, and projecting forward that he's more closer to Mahomes. It's without question. Well, we hope. It's, it's I mean, even, so, but I'll say it this way. If Mahomes is one, and let's say Purdy ends up the 10th best quarterback or whatever, something like that, I mean, if Jalen's seven, he's closer to Purdy. You see what I mean? Like, he's not the best. No, no, but see, how many, all right, how many, how many quarterbacks, right, that have come and put together – a resume that Jalen's done so far, right, in a short amount of time, okay? Totally agree. But had as many coordinator changes as Baker Mayfield. There's not many quarterbacks. Very few. No, very, well, and there's not, to your right, there's not many. And part of the, the worry I have, and we appreciate T as always, is we still may have more coordinator changes. We don't have the play caller as the head coach. That leads to not, it's hard to have continuity that way. Yeah, but I feel like this. If, if we instill the knowledge in Jalen where he knows where he's he's best and you know this coordinator shows him that then I feel like that's if say for instance if if coach Goober decides to leave and gets a head coaching mm-hmm. job somewhere that Jalen knows and that there's enough data to suggest where Jalen is better at his strengths and his weaknesses I mean I understand where you're coming from and talking about the the play crawler change and all of that stuff that's not necessarily a bad thing if you come in here and you can add layers onto Jalen's already, you know, progression as a quarterback and learning. It could be okay yeah, as long be. as you keep hiring good coordinators. Yeah, this and you year have to didn't. do that. I think that, I think that what happened, and we all thought it was a good thing because I thought it was a good thing, that hiring your friend, somebody that knows you best, would be good for you. Because I was coming from the perspective of they can coach you hard, they can be, tell you, the hard truth sometimes that you might not want to hear. Yeah. I don't think that was the case with Coach Johnson. It, I don't think that's what he did for, for Jalen Hurst. And in turn, I think it, it, it stunted his growth somewhat. Yeah, his play certainly w- would indicate that. All right, let's get to a couple wild stories here from Media Row over at the Sur Bar. And here's the first one. And this, uh, Diana Rossini, she was on the Athletic Football Show. L- l- this is what she said about Mike Vrabel and why he may not have gotten a job. Because as much as we've talked about Belichick not getting a job, I think it's almost, you know, not quite, but in the same ballpark as surprising is Vrabel didn't get a job. Like Dan Quinn got one, but Vrabel didn't. And, and like, just think about the guys that got, like, Dave Canales. Who's, Dave Canales walked in this room right now. I didn't even know who he was. He was a coordinator for one year. He got the Panthers job. So no Vrabel. Listen, this is what Diana Rossini said. She said, quote, I had a GM at the Senior Bowl who mentioned to me on Vrabel's physical build that he's a very large human being and can be very intimidating to people in an organization that are going to be part of these decisions, and that is a factor. She then kind of laughed but said the GM followed up by saying, I'm just telling you, I've been in rooms, and somebody's physical presence 
can make a difference. Hugh, I'm curious your thoughts on this. I believe that. Yeah. I believe I believe there's something to that because it kind of buys into why some coaches aren't being hired and why some coaches are are recycled. I remember it was a time when I played in the NFL where it felt like some of the same coaches kept getting recycled over and over again. Now they've gotten away from that model, but I can definitely see a model where somebody doesn't want to be intimidated by a guy of Coach Vrabel's pedigree. You're talking about really damn good player in college, damn good player in the pros, and has come to the other side and has been a pretty good coach in the NFL. Now, he doesn't have any rings or anything, but when you talk about coaching his team and keeping him relevant, I think he's done a good job well, of that. Especially without a quarterback. He didn't have a great and, quarterback. And Buddy, like 6'6", six, six. he like 6'6", six, six and he still work out. I can see certain people that have came up in a way where – you know, they got it through the mud. They, they've been, uh, say, for example, lawn guys, lawn jockeys, and then they became scouts. Then they became, you know, some other part in, the, in, the, in uh, like a, a regional scout mm. or whatever. It came up through the organization. I can see somebody be intimidated like by that. I can definitely see that. I, look, I can't argue with a GM who's saying that they feel that. Hugh, you believe that? I just think it's embarrassing if this is real. Like if team, the whole point is to hire the best people. Joe, their fit, their like their stature. The, the, what was? Who cares? The NFL is one of them. Uh, what they say, recession proof, and it's the it's a biggest one of the one of the biggest money making entities on the planet. And there are a lot of guys that are being counters and p- pencil pushers that have got into this and made a tremendous amount of money, and now they know football and they and they run the thing. And they want like it's more people that haven't played the game running football than there sure, is playing the game. And that's every and sport. That's fine, and that's fine. And not saying every, that's a bad and, and thing. And it's not just football. That's baseball. That's, that's everything. Football, yeah. and, and that's fine. But there are some that are rooted in that fear that because certain people have played and they're able to do other things that they could be intimidated by so, that. So I can see that definitely. So I, I just – here's the way I view coaching. It, it, like I get it when you look at a player. Right, I, I get look, looking at a player, and you might look at a physical build of a player and have an assumption. And maybe that's wrong, but like it makes sense. Like they're athletes. But like I, when I think of coaches in my lifetime, I think of old guys, young guys, fat guys, handsome guys. That, that's how you think about it. But but but, but it's not happened. The, 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 like think about NFL coaches. Like some look like Andy Reid, mm-hmm. some look like Bill Belichick, some look like Sean McVay. And it, a whole it lot doesn't of look matter. Like Mike Coach Vrabel, though. You know. No, like okay, that. you're right. Because, well, there's not many former players that, that become no, head coaches. I'm, I'm saying, like, I haven't seen him in no, a while. I get it. But he, no, he's, he's huge. You know what I mean? He look like he still know where the weight room is. Oh, but is. Dan Campbell does, too. He got a job. Yeah, but Dan Dan is a little different. Nah, I, who would, all right, if you had to pick a cage Rable. fight, I think I might pick Campbell. Okay, I think, but see, They'd I think be this one is and the two, though. This is the difference. Among all NFL coaches. I think, I think this is where the difference. I think this is the difference between the two. I feel like, and, and I might not, I might not be right about this, but this would feel. I think that when Coach Campbell came in, he was considered a little bit more goofy. And well, he, he was, probably, yeah. People didn't, you know, what I mean, smart. and he was not that. I, I don't feel like he was biting kneecaps, though. Yeah, it, I don't feel like people thought he was going to have the kind of success that he had. Oh, people didn't. Coach Vrabel has been across the board, kind of like a, a badass, like Kyle likes to say, probably his whole career, like throughout his playing days, his days at Ohio State, like he's been that guy that probably walks into the room. And it's somewhat intimidating. Here's my theory. I, I think we're going to look back on this offseason as the one where NFL teams overthought things. We're not going <laughs> to hire Belichick. We're not going to hire Vrabel. We're going to hire Dave Canales. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we doing? Because like, like, he's safe. Safe? He's probably going to get fired in two years. Well, you know what? I do think there's something to 
and I agree with this, like moving away from defensive-oriented head coaches. It's it's becoming like a dinosaur in this league. Why would you want that when you can get a guy who's Dave Canales, quarterback guru, uh, fix Gino, fix Baker Mayfield? Yeah, yeah, like think about that. That's the direction everything's going. I get that, but okay. So, but Dan Quinn got hired. I know, but that was he was like their third choice. But they he wanted was like Ben the Johnson. Third choice from all the the pretty girls that had left and went home already. She was the last one there. So you had, yeah, they, well, they, or he was the last one in the meeting. So, the meet by, by the way, yeah. just real quick, because Colin Coward did a segment on this. Mm-hmm. He wanted to. He, he threw Jim Harbaugh in the mix that he could beat up Gerard Mayo, Antonio Pierce, D'Amico, Robert Sala. There's some tough guy coaches yeah, there out are there. Some tough I'm not guy sure coaches. about Jim Harbaugh though. No, he's a quarterback. I'll take the linebackers in the fight. <laughs> I mean, I'm I mean, Jim did play tough. He would. He would like. Yeah, you know, he. He was kind of a tough quarterback, but not this level of a linebacker. I love the, the segment though. Like, which coaches would kick the other coaches? All head. right. So if there's a Royal Rumble of all 32 NFL coaches, how long does Sirianni last? Oh, he he getting taken out in the beginning. <laughs> I think he'd be scrappy though. I like, think he would I think too. he would fight until he was till he couldn't physically anymore. Uh, Canalis is out quickly. Yeah. You know who's another one that would last pretty long in this Royal Rumble? Robert Sala. Yes. Yeah, he, he looked like he put together. I, I think Are we just going head coaches? Head yeah, coaches. Sure, yeah. yeah. Robert Sala. Your Shanahan's LaFleurs would get their asses beat. Oh, quickly. Yep. That's a mistake. Yeah, there those guys were done. What um, about the Harbaugh's? How far how long the Harbaugh's last? They're scrappy little I guys. I think they're scrappy. Yeah, yeah. I think scrappy are probably in think. the middle. Oh, McCarthy's out in five seconds. Oh, goodness. <laughs> they just hoist him right over the ropes and flip him out. <laughs> that would be an easy coach one. Royal Rumble. That is funny. I think Campbell would – Campbell is my pick right now. Campbell, to Sala, win? yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he got the size. He got size on his side, yeah. I would say Pete Carroll's lucky about, that he's fired. Oh, what about yeah, Dan Quinn? Help. What about Dan Quinn? No, he could last pretty long yeah, in the Rumble. Dan yeah. Quinn. Tough guy. All he right. really got no muscle tone. <laughs> Dan Quinn? No, not really. Oh, poor guy taking it astray from Hugh here. All right. One more quick thing on uh, on what's happened at Media Row at in Las Vegas. How about this story? So Boomer and Geo, the morning show, WFAN in New York. And I listen, you know, around this time of year, you get these emails from PR people like, hey, you want to book that guest or that guest? This person's available. So I'm guessing they had a little mix up here because they booked Randy Moss this morning. Hugh, and they, and they started the interview and they, and they thought they had Randy Moss, you know, the all-time great wide receiver. Yeah. They had Randy Moss, the horse racing announcer. But wait a minute. White guy. Who 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 vetted him when he called? Like that's on the that's on the call. So screen, it was right? it was their producer. I heard the beginning of the clip. And so, so is their producer with them in Vegas? They're yeah, he's there and they're like, So what is Randy promoting? He's like, Oh, like something for horse racing. And they're like, Hold on, what? <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of a story we had here at, at WIP once. Uh, this is what, six, seven years ago now, probably at this yes. point? Yeah, it's before John Marks was on yes. the afternoon show. Carlin and Before Ike. Jack, too. Yeah, so it, was it was Carlin and Reese. Carlin and Reese, Hugh, back in the day, they um they thought they had a really uh, big-time guest at one point. They thought Dr. J had called in. And, uh, well, listen to what happened when, when we thought that happened here. Dr. J, you got us? I got you. How's it going? Doing well. Doing well. How are you doing? Dude, that's not Dr. J. I'm doing great. Hang on one second. I'm just walking across the house. That's not Dr. J, dude. That's not him. That's not him. That is not Dr. J. That was not him. Yeah, hang up on him then. I don't know who that is. Not sure who that was. All right. We'll we'll see if we can get this straightened out in a sec. You know what I like about that? That what I the was hell? Really irritated. <laughs> he was well, not happy. Good thing he was there to throw the life life hey, preserver on. Hey, hey, I said, hang up on him. <laughs> hang up on his ass. I, I love Chris Carlin. Let's be real. Chris had no idea. I, I, I think you can hear it there. He Oh, he now, followed Ike's lead. Yeah, he may have come to the conclusion after maybe another, but it would have went on for a little bit longer before Chris <laughs> picked up on it. Ike is like, what? Get, get him off the Hold line. Hold up. Yeah, that it's was an crazy. all-time classic. 
It's one of the so it's, good. it's one of the best ones. It's it's one of my favorite WIP like just like what, what did we just do there? This like, like that's not him, bro. <laughs> well, that got through the producer cuz that T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.